Hi, this is Amy Acker, and you're listening to the Rated NA Podcast at nerdappropriate.com. Rated NA episode number 81 for the website nerdappropriate.com. We are here to talk about all things video games, uh, movies, tabletop games, and everything else that we love to talk about. But today we have a very special guest. Uh, Ash, why don't you tell us a little bit about her? Oh man, so actress Amy Acker, for some unknown reason, actually agreed to be on our podcast. Hey, <laughs> hey we're, we're nice Asper. people. Come on. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I think that's actually the first question that we asked her, and uh, and I really just wanted to know. I, I asked her, you know, why why did you agree to be on the podcast? You're gonna have to listen and actually listen <laughs> to her answer because it's pretty funny. And um, all of your gushing. And, uh, okay, so to be perfect, if you've never heard this podcast before, normally I, I keep it. You know, when we do interviews, I try and contain myself. But this one, I was so excited about, I totally turned into a super fanboy and <laughs> just did. gushed really for the did. entire. No, I, lo- I lost it. I lost my cool because how could you not? Um, for those of you, for those of you who don't know who Amy Acker is, she um, starred on Angel. She starred on Dollhouse. Uh, she was on Alias. Um, you know, she's in the new Joss Whedon film. Um, much Much Ado About Nothing, and she's, she's incredible. In the woods. I mean, Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. yeah, she I mean has incredible range. She can play pretty much anything and everything and she is incredibly nice. Um and she was obviously nice enough to come on our uh, little podcast and she's, which is she's, amazing. She's one of those people that like my wife loves but yet you love like she's just like all personalities like everybody's into her so it's a good thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you think that someone who's so successful, who's in all kinds of um, different shows like Grimm and Alias and I mean her her resume is huge. Once upon you think time? that she yeah, exactly. You think that she would be kind of like high on herself? She's probably one of the most humble, sweet people that we've that I've ever talked to. Yeah, so you know? cool. Yeah, absolutely. So um, tune into this interview, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, and if you stick around after the interview, uh, we're going to talk about Skyfall, Halo Four, Assassin's Creed Three, and even some tabletop gaming that I was happened to do over this past week. So what? Yeah. What? Uh, so stick around and listen after the interview. And here is the interview with Amy Acker. Okay, we are here, Rated NA episode 81, with our very special guest, Amy Acker, and you may know her from Angel and Dollhouse, Cabin in the Woods, and pretty much every single genre show on the planet. (laughs) She's been in them all, and we are beyond excited. We jumped through some technical hurdles to have her here, but we are so, so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's ridiculous. So the first question on our list... um, was it's kind of a joke question, but it's also you sent me an email. You're like, yeah, like I'll come on. And first of all, I was blown away because uh, you're like, yeah, I just did the Nerdist, and that'll be on. <laughs> and for those in the podcast community, the Nerdist is like it, that's the biggest podcast in all the land. them. Yeah, you don't really get bigger than the Nerdist podcast, and he's and Chris Hardwick sort of sets the bar very very high. I mean, he had Tom Hanks on a couple weeks ago. Well, I wasn't interviewed by Chris, but by Janet Varney, who's a good, who's who's a mutual friend of ours, and so she was like, "You should come do it." And I didn't. And then I was looking at the whole website, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" Yeah, yeah, that's it's, <laughs> incredible. So we were. Our first question is, why did you agree to come on here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You ask. You seem like nice people. <laughs> uh, you're so nice. You're so. Thank yeah, we you. really appreciate that. We actually we're we're not bad sometimes. We're actually kind of nice, <laughs> and um, we you know we think that you're amazing. So we're we're super stoked to have you on. Um, so we we always like to start when we have guests on. We like to start kind of at the beginning, and kind of get a feel of you know <clears throat> how you got to where you are today. So uh, one of the first questions I really enjoy asking is like kind of tell us what you were like. Um, when you were little, you know, before you started acting and maybe how you caught the acting bug and a little bit about your, you know, your early history. Well, growing up, I was super, super shy. Like my parents always got mad at me for not 
talking and <laughs> when people spoke to me and all of that stuff. They weren't, they weren't mean, but they they were just (laughs) rude. Um, And I wanted to be a ballet dancer. So I took ballet from the time I was three until I was 17. When I was in high school, I had uh, knee surgery. So I had to stop dancing. And I took a random, you know, requirement for graduation of a fine arts thing and took a theater class thinking, oh, I'm too shy and I'll hate this but I ended up loving it and had an amazing high school theater teacher who was you know she really pushed everybody to do things that I don't think you know when I got to college and started studying theater I was like wow I already know all this stuff that's from great high school teacher so so yeah I, I kind of just realized when if I was saying things that other people wrote who were really great writers and smart and it was a lot more than I I, was, I, didn't, mind, I didn't mind talking in front of people. Uh, so you, you lucked out and had a, a good teacher that kind of inspired you and pushed you in the right direction which is always a good good thing to hear you know. Yeah, sure. Very cool. So you grew up in in Texas correct? Yes. In and you, you started acting pretty much in high school was your was your beginning? Yeah I didn't really do I mean I had done like a couple of little like commercial things because I don't know how that happened exactly, but um, <laughs> but I had done a little <laughs> bit of that, but not not like real acting until high school. Yeah, that's incredible. So um, we're gonna jump ahead to where I first saw you, and um, people always get mad because I always tell backstories when I do interviews, but I'll tell my story of how I first saw you. <laughs> No. <laughs> so we we used to and this is funny we were we were in college and we used to sit around and watch Buffy as a big group and there there were guys and girls and we got really into it we just thought it was you know so much fun and we'd o- always order pizza and have like Buffy night you know and then Angel Aww. came on and we started no this is true and we we sat around we'd watch Angel and there was a time when Buffy and Angel were back to back and it was just like you know a couple hours of just like <laughs> geeky awesomeness I'm sure you, I'm sure you remember that time quite well. And I remember when your character came on and I was like, well, what are they going to do with this character? Because you literally were in a cave and yeah. you were crazy and you were just scrolling <laughs> things on the wall of the cave. And I was like, are they going to, I didn't think they were going to bring you back because you were in like Pylea, you were in like the, you know, the alternate universe yeah. place. Yeah. And so what I want to know is when you first, <laughs> when you first read for Fred, um, were you, <laughs> what did you think about the script? Because you were absolutely crazy. So did, had you ever played crazy before? I mean, was that something that you, <laughs> you were what? prepared for? I, I think about, you know, I, I got super lucky and I got that job pretty, it was, I had only lived out here. Well, I'd, I'd pretty much just moved here and I still had that idea from college, you know, where you can play where your cast is like the 80 year old grandmother and you're 22 and you're like, I'm perfect for this part. (laughs) So I was sort of still in that mindset that I could play whatever part. Um, And the original side is actually, I'm pretty sure what DVD of it is on, but my audition scene was all about a library like it she wasn't in Pylea or crazy or it was like a girl who worked at a library and then Joss wrote another scene because they were trying to find a new character a new girl to add onto the show but they weren't sure who it was going to be and they were kind of tossing around different ideas of characters who had already been on and you know different things and he wrote that scene from I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was with Alexis and Jay and I, and it was, um, we're in a library and it's kind of Shakespearean. Do you know I what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I, I honestly, I haven't. It wasn't on the, it wasn't, it never aired. Was it, a deleted it was scene? on like a DVD extra. Okay. Cause I, I, I watched those when those came out, but it's been. Yeah quite a no. while but um exactly yeah so that i mean that's amazing though when but, you when you um first saw that though did, were you aware kind of who joss was and stuff were you 
Well, we I mean, had, I, I feel like maybe we went to the same college because we had the pizza Buffy night party also. Oh, really? <laughs> so that is I had, awesome. I had done that. So you were freaking out when you were reaching for that part. You're like, oh, I crap, mean, this is my, this is like, these are my people, you know? I was, I was just excited because, I, yeah, because it, I thought, the, I just think he's such a good writer and I feel so blessed that I, I got to meet him and, and get to say the things that he writes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. He, he's obviously, um, we're, we're all big fans here. <laughs> that goes without saying, uh, and we're really proud of, you know, all the, the, the strides he's made for, for nerds everywhere. The fact that you know, we, we kind of feel like he's leading the charge to, you know, he's like, he's our knight in shining armor when, <laughs> You're making things cool now for that. So that's very cool. Um, so, you know, we, one of the scenes and when we, we did a print interview with you a while ago and we were so nice to do that for us. So thank you for that. But uh, I brought up your transformation from Fred to Illyria and kind of how strange that, you know, that was. And mm-hmm. I remember, um, as a fan sitting there and watching that scene happen. And I think it was, um, I remember sitting with my friends and I actually remember hurling a piece of pizza that may have hit my TV because, (laughs) because I was, I was pretty upset that (laughs) I was pretty upset at what happened. And because I didn't know, you know, when they killed you at first, I didn't know they were going to bring you back and they brought you back. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Cause I wanted to see, you know, if you could play a tough character and Holy cow, you were like, so, so tough. So how was that transition from going like mousy Fred to, you know, being this amazing, like, you know, Illyria was just incredible in terms of how, you know, different and, and tough you. she was. Uh, I, it was really, it was a lot of fun. And I had a lot of time to sort of figure out what the character was going to be. Because Joss had told me, actually, at Allie and Alexis's wedding, he um, gave me scenes for... Illyria that he just wrote that actually weren't ever in the show. I, oh, wow. I have them somewhere. I should probably find those someday. <laughs> but um, but he just to kind of give me a sense of what the character was. And then after having those for a few weeks, he invited me and Alexis over, and we at his old house. They had for some reason it was really cool, and they didn't use it very often. But they had different. They could make their kitchen different colors. Oh, wow. He was like playing around with the colored lights and ended up on the blue lights. And then we were just kind of talking about kind of the insect aspect. And, and we you know, drank wine and hung out. And we, were <laughs> and we all kind of made this character up together, which was, which was a really fun way to do it. And then we still didn't shoot it for another month or two after that. So wow. I had a lot of time to sit with the character. That is really cool. So it seems like from reading interviews with a lot of um, actors that Joss likes to use, like it is a collaborative process with him, you know, like he he really likes to talk to you guys and and see kind of what you want to play and and go from there, which I think is really pretty admirable. You know, the fact that he he admires you guys so much to include you in the process. Yeah, it's I mean, he he definitely has like like he came up with the idea and the character when he. When he first told me, he said, can you meet me for coffee? And then he was like, I just wanted you to know I'm killing Fred. Oh, well, I was like, <laughs> tears <laughs> out of my eyes. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he waited, like, way too long just to torture me. And he's like, but you're still going to be on the show. <laughs> um, oh, man. It must be kind of like a scary thing when Joss invites you to coffee because he is sort of notorious for, like, killing you know some of his his fan favorite characters. I know. <laughs> like, Wait, luckily it doesn't mean that you're dead, yeah. <laughs> really, in, in his eyes. So. Anything but coffee, please. <laughs> like, just just give me a phone call, please. <laughs> um. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of gushing. This is kind of a gushy interview slash hangout session. So I'm sorry, but. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gush and get it over with. But um, I I was an Alias fan too, and um, your you your role as Peyton I thought was awesome. There was actually a scene I remember vividly of you like walking on a rooftop with like an exploding helicopter behind <laughs> you with like a rocket launcher. Yeah. How awesome was that? I mean, 
<laughs> that was so, I mean, I felt really lucky to be in that show too. And I, I that pretty much came from Angel because Jeff Bell and Drew Goddard had gone from Angel over to Alias and they were like, you have to, you know, they brought me in and I, I, I auditioned first for the part of her sister. Okay. Yeah. And I think her name was Nadia. Nadia. Yes, yes. Yes. And I was, um, still filming on angel, but we had been canceled. And I remember I had to go back over there to meet with some other people, but I was in my Illyria makeup and it was the only day they could see me. So I drove from Paramount to, Disney in full Illyria makeup. That's incredible. <laughs> do you think that your role, not just because of the makeup, but do you think the, you know, how powerful of a character Illyria was, do you think maybe that helped you, you know, other than your relationship with the, you know, the crew helps you actually land that role? Because I mean that, you know, Peyton yeah, was a pretty tough. People totally saw me in it for a while after Illyria and Alias. It was like, I just want to be nice again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was making me kill people and be mean. <laughs> so, funny. That's amazing. Like, whatever you do last, they're like, that's yeah. what she's mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Typecast forevermore as a villain. <laughs> Yeah. So, so going back even before Angel, um, I, I noticed that you were in Catch Me If You Can, which is a great Leo DiCaprio film. It, was that really kind of like the turning point? Because it seems like just looking at your resume, I mean, you've just had constant work um, from that point on, and and it's you know always amazing stuff. So I'm I'm also a huge fan. I'm not gushing as much as Ash. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. I know. But, so, but I'm so unprofessional. That... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Do you, do you think that that was kind of like your, you know, aha moment? Like, this is going to work. Oh, that's nice of you to say that. That oh. movie, I was actually on Angel already. Okay. And I did Catch Me If You Can. And um, what's kind of funny about that is that they said, you know, it's going to be two days or something. And so I got off, Angel let me off for two days. And then it was running behind and it ended up being like a four day job. And I, they couldn't change the schedule on, um, on angel. So I couldn't go the last two days. So okay. I like walking. If you look at the girls, like walking into the airport, I'm there. And then there's another girl. <laughs> <laughs> you must've been kind of agitated. <laughs> You're like, no, it was that important that they couldn't just put another round here for but yeah, that's funny. That's hilarious. I mean, but you're. I mean, I, I'm just. I'm blown away by how much, how many shows I've. I love that you've. You know, I've. I've seen you. I recognized you in all of them. But it's just so cool to see like the list of all of the stuff that you've worked on. I mean, when did you decide that this was my that this is going to be your career? Like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I, I think pretty much the first time I did something in high school I I was like oh okay I don't want to be a dancer anymore like I was just like this is what I'm gonna do and I there was a point in time where I was like oh maybe my my dad's a lawyer and my mom is mostly a mom but you know they were like well don't you want to do something else to have a you know so I was like well maybe I'll major in genetic engineering and theater (laughs) Oh, there wow. Like a four month period before college where I was like, well, that'll be good because those, those things will help me. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, once I started college for theater and realized, no, that's, that would be impossible. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I, ha- I mean, I just don't have anything else that I want to do. So I, I never really felt like it was a choice, but there was, another option so i'm glad that it's that it's worked out (laughs) that is yeah amazing. i don't know i don't know what else i'd be doing right now (laughs) (laughs) so you know looking at um kind of what hillary was talking about the the variety of roles that you've played are are pretty amazing i mean you've played everything from you know super spies to like fairies and uh crazy like spider mantis women and stuff like that amazing yeah which was was terrifying by the way it was <laughs> awesome 
Um, do you think that be, I mean, like I said, the variety of roles you played, it, it's just incredible. Do you think you're easy to cast or hard to cast? Because since you've played so many different things, I mean, it, w- when you go in for a role, I mean, it seems like at this point you can't pretty much play anything. <laughs> well, that's nice of you. Thanks. You know, I, I feel like for me, it's harder to think about because I'm like, well, I, I want to do that role, but you know, I, I kind of trying to think how to say this. Um, I feel like I don't ever really just play myself. That I guess Fred was the closest to playing just me. So I and I really enjoy playing very different roles and different characters, mm-hmm. but most of the time. I've been super lucky that those have been people like Graham was Greenwald from Angel and Once Upon a Time was Jane from Dollhouse and Buffy. And so it's all people who just sort of yeah me and they were just like, oh, Amy could do that. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't really audition for that weird of roles. <laughs> so I'm glad that I get the opportunity to do them because that's what I'm always like. I want to be like, like there was a show that there was an audition for. And I was like, but I want to go in for like the really nerdy friend. And they were like, no, you, they want to see you for the the lawyer. And I was like, no, I, I'm the nerdy girl, you know. <laughs> So I feel like I'm always trying to be like, I'm more of the character person. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so go, ahead, oh, go ahead. So I was just going to say, I'm sure that some of our listeners are are people who eventually would love to get into acting or, you know, kind of do what you do. Um, would you say that one of the best keys to that would be to establish, you know, a really solid network of, of people who do the same thing as you? Is it yeah. kind of, I mean, I'm in the business world. So, I mean, it, to me, it, it makes sense to network. Is acting kind of like that is to, as well? I mean, that's been the case with my career. I, I mean, I would say my number one piece of advice would be to, you know, get cast in something that Joss makes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's people great. love him. And that's pretty, pretty good him. advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. seems he seems pretty amazing. Um, I have to say, so <laughs> I mean, it doesn't and help he that he hires great writers who go on to do other great stuff. So it's um, it's a lot of good people. And he so seems like such a nice guy. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would love you guys. Oh, good. That's nice to hear. Um, <laughs> that is a great segue since we're talking about Mr. Whedon. Um, much much ado about nothing. So there, there's so much about this we need to ask you because we haven't had the opportunity to see it yet. Where is is it playing now in like New York, L.A.? No, it's not opening until the spring or summer. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad was, I was. I'm glad I was wrong about that then. Yeah, it was at the Toronto Film Festival, and Lionsgate Roadside bought it, and they are supposed to release it sometime. And what I heard was late spring or early summer. Oh, excellent. So hopefully it gets a, a nice wide release and we all get the opportunity <laughs> to see it. Hopefully we'll somewhere. Because you, I, I there's... It will be in New York, but... Yeah. Hopefully Orlando. <laughs> so you're actually um, billed at the top of that cast and that cast is absolutely incredible. So that had to be, you know, very flattering to be on the top of that list of names. Well, yeah. I, I'm also Amy Acker, so maybe... <laughs> <that's> <laughs> It could simply be alphabetical. <laughs> it's, um, um, that is, I'm really excited for people to get to see it. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's a totally different kind of thing than I feel like it's out there. I mean, we made it so quickly and, but it was all, whenever I watch it, it just makes me smile because it's like, you can just tell that it's a bunch of friends hanging out doing something that they love together and like having a good time together. And, you know, we didn't know that it was going to get put in the theaters. We didn't, we, we had no idea what was going to happen with it, but, and I, I'm, I'm sure that there's millions of mistakes and things (laughs) done differently, but for putting, for filming something in 12 days and having two weeks notice that we were going to shoot it, I think it was, yeah. It's just crazy thing to go and see and experience and be like, 
you just really feel like you're there in the movie with everybody. And yeah, that is absolutely incredible. I mean, you mentioned that in uh, your print interview with us a while back that it did shoot in 12 days. And I think you mentioned something to the effect that, you know, Joss was like literally hot off the Avengers oh. and he had like the option of taking a family vacation <laughs> Or or shooting a movie, and he went with. Oh, I'll just go ahead and do this instead. <laughs> and, and how? I mean, so um, how did you guys do this in twelve days? And I know you said you rehearsed a bit and stuff, but still, it had to be pretty insane. Oh, for smoke detector. Um, <laughs> That's how good our podcast is. More on fire. the most exciting. We we did rehearse a little bit, and, you know, everyone just kind of had to know what they were doing. There was no time for anybody to not know their lines or not. So everyone worked really, really hard, and when they weren't shooting a scene, it was kind of like we were in this commune of their amazing house, but we were all sitting there, and you would see, like, one corner with two people running lines together. And then outside there's a bench where some other people are running their scene for tomorrow. And, you know, everyone was just like constantly working together to make it happen. And Joss would walk around and be like, Oh, I have an idea. Think about this for this. And, you know, and, and the main thing is that we all trust him so much that you just knew that he was going to, well, I've never seen something that he's done that I haven't liked. So I'm always like, well, I, I, we have that going for us. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're right there with you. So <laughs> but then we should be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust in so Joss. Did, so in your theater background, um, did you do any Shakespeare prior to this? Uh, I actually, I, my first job out of college was much do. I played heroes nice. at a theater in Wisconsin, American players theater. And, my friend who I met there, she was, um, it was a repertory theater. So she was doing another play, but we met there and, um, she is playing Ursula in Joss's movie. So, Oh, neat. (laughs) He's just become friends with her from me. And he was like, Oh, Emma should be in this too. Y'all not doing the play. I was like, great. (laughs) The cast list does seem like a, a who's who from like, the history of, of, you know, Joss's past works, which is pretty awesome to see, you know, like Alexis is in there and you're in there and, uh, geez, I mean, you have Clark Gregg in there too, from sort of, you know, his Avengers stuff. And it's just awesome to see, like, you know, I can't wait to see, um, how all these different actors that I'm used to seeing are fit into this you know, <laughs> Shakespeare, how into these Shakespearean roles. It's gonna be pretty cool. Did everyone have an accent? No, no one has an accent. Oh, cool. It's all modern, you know, there's iPhones and it's black and white. Oh, awesome. Some, everyone's wearing their own clothes. Shauna, the costume designer who is on Angel and Firefly and Dollhouse, she just came over to everybody's houses and picked out our clothes from our closets. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. It's it's really fun. So if you... If you filmed it in 12 days, how many hours per day do you think you guys worked? There really wasn't – it wasn't that long of days because we didn't have many – like it had to be in the daylight. So we would uh, – and it was over when it when it got dark outside other than there was like I think only two two nights that that they had set up that it could be night shoots. So – and that was limited by the darkness. So it was, they were, pretty, they were pretty easy days. I mean, we got one or two takes of everything. It wasn't, yeah. you had to, you had to know what you were going to do and do it or, you know, be happy with whatever you did do. Cause there wasn't <laughs> always a, a second chance. That's amazing. So do you think perhaps that, oh, and this is kind of a dumb question, sorry. <laughs> do you think perhaps his idea to, to shoot this was kind of born out of like the very famous like Shakespearean nights at Joss Whedon's house that we've all read about and kind of dreamt about being a fly on the wall and watching all you guys <laughs> hanging out reading Shakespeare? We, um, we actually read this play, I guess it was three or four years ago, and Alexis and I read Beatrice and Benedict. And oh, we, wow. Um, had 
decided, you know, he, I mean, he said he always thought, well, that would be the one that I would do first if I was going to do a movie of it because it's all in one place and he, you know. Yeah. Alexis and I and Josh, it was, it's back to our Alaria night, you know. I know, yeah. <laughs> So we just saw like any excuse for the three of us to get to hang out. Oh, I know I'm, I'm beyond excited to see, um, you know, that you guys all together again, because that the scene you know, still, and this is what I said in, in the print interview as well, but the scene with, uh, with you and um, Alexis where, where, you know, Fred dies is still one of like, as a young man, I was watching that and I was like with all my buddies and everything trying to be cool, you know, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I'm not going yeah, to I'm not, I'm not cry. I'm not going to cry. And I was like on the inside, I was like, I'm just going to throw this pizza instead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you threw pizza. <laughs> I was really upset. I'm still kind of upset about it. I don't want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm tearing up right now. Um, so, you know, the inevitable question, I know you, you did get asked this at, at New York Comic Con, um, to which you replied no, but I'm going to ask you again because I'm persistent. Um, Shield, please, yeah. please be on it. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I wish that I could say I'd had a phone call. No, I think, didn't they, I just thought they cast some more people today. Oh, did they? I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Man. I didn't, I didn't. How, how about this? If they ask you to be a villain, would you <laughs> at least consider it? I would do any. I would be on it. It's not, it's not me saying, oh, no, please don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, Clark, Clark Gregg's ner- nerdy friend? Yes, I would be very happy with that. <laughs> awesome. Well, we we hope that the right ears hear this and that you you make your way to uh, being on Shield because I would be super happy. That would be awesome. Because I'm really excited for that show. I'm like you know I grew up with those comics, so just like having Joss's fingers all over the comics I grew up on is crazy. It's like yeah. it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's just like too good, too good to be true. Goodness, uh, I mean the whole group behind it is gonna be awesome. I, I'm I am excited to see it, but of course I would love to do anything on it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> of course, you know everyone who's ever worked with Joss. Is like, yeah, please, please, maybe there's a chance. right so the next question is completely off topic but um we're all game of thrones fan and fans and in our interview with you last time you said you had just started watching the tv series and we were wondering if you finished watching it no (laughs) (laughs) i need to get back on it i just i'm terrible i need to just sit and watch it i haven't I haven't watched anything. I watched. I I get so tired. <laughs> I need to drink coffee at night. And you watch. you are kind of a busy person, so yeah, just a little bit. Just so, a little, just a little busy. You're on every show on television. Yeah, pretty much. Nine <laughs> thirty. Amazing. Well, it gets good. So maybe yeah. next time, next time, Definitely. have you on in in a couple of years? We'll ask you, and you'll say yes. Okay. So when you do get five minutes or half an hour or whatever to sit down and watch TV, what, what kinds of things do you watch? Um, I mean, because we know you in stuff such like as, as Ash was saying, in a variety of different roles, how, what do you watch? Like what, what kind of things inspire you? I mostly watch like well I've been watching The Mob Doctor because my husband's on it <laughs> so awesome. I have to watch but um no he's great on that so that's been the most consistent thing and then I I watched all of Newsroom wasn't that so good, good. Yeah. so good that one yeah I just I think because with like Game of Thrones, there's so many. I'm so far behind that yeah. you start to get overwhelmed. No, it is hard. I really want to watch Downton Abbey. So good. I think Hillary's seen that. Yeah. I have, I have yet to see I'm it. Big, I'm a big fan. <laughs> my husband's been watching Breaking Bad all on his own. So he's on like season four. And I feel like he's like, well, you have to catch up. So that's on the list. I've I, watched- haven't, I haven't watched that yet either. <laughs> I'm behind on that one. Yeah. 
I and I like to watch Once Upon a Time and so I good. <laughs> I like to watch. You know, if I'm just flipping, I'll I'll watch. I don't know. I like. I'm I'm pretty easy to please. <laughs> I like. So- so when you when you were on Once Upon a Time, can you kind of tell us about that? Because um, it, it sounds like the set and the people who work there are so cool. We I actually got to talk to Raphael Sabarge um, mm-hmm. about about Once Upon a Time. I do some work for Bioware, so I was able to meet him since he'd done some voiceover work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's he his stories just made it seem like a dream to work with that in in that environment and with that cast. Did, did you kind of experience that as well? Yeah, I mean, my I was like a little bit nerding out because I loved um, Big Love so much. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love that show. <laughs> so when I met Jennifer Goodwin, I was like, I'm your biggest fan ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Step back a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, it is. It's like a magical show. You get you get there and then they're like putting you in these big poopy costumes and there's all, you know, it, it just feels like <laughs> it's all so surreal and getting to fly. And it was, it was really fun for me because David Solomon directed my episode and he was the showrunner for um, Dollhouse. So it was like just like going... there was so much it was so comfortable to be there and everyone was so great and vancouver's probably my favorite city in the world so awesome there's nothing nothing bad about it i i you know they they keep saying that hopefully i'll come back so i'm like yes i would love that that's great yeah we we love you so we hope we we hope we see you back on there excellent hillary why don't you take the next one Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I think shows like Buffy and Angel really showed kind of girls out there. I mean, I definitely want a couple of my favorite shows, to be sure, when I was, you know, in college and whatever. Um, but it kind of broke in this idea that girls could be nerds or um, girls can like nerdy things that traditionally had been like really male oriented. Yeah. So I mean, what's your take on on kind of the influx of, of the nerd culture kind of taking over all genders? So what do you kind of feel like you contributed to that or um, what's your, what's your take on that? I don't know. I mean, I was always kind of nerdy growing up, so I I just assumed (laughs) that that was okay. um, I, I mean, I think it's great. And like looking at people like Felicia and, you know, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, here's, she's just like made this whole, you know, she's, like the queen, the queen of that, and you know, every, and everyone should want to be her because she's so awesome and she's so talented and good at everything she does. And you're, it, I think it's definitely made people realize that actually all the all the people that you want to be when you grow up are are the, the people who you you maybe when we were all in high school it was like yeah oh no but that's that's really the the smart cool people anyway so indeed yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and i and i agree i think felicia day has done so much you know for just for web content and you know kind of opening people's eyes to a lot of you know different ways to be creative so i think it's great you know yeah so you know our our famous question that we ask and we asked you this um earlier as well but we we always like to ask our guests what their their secret nerdy hobby or passion is like maybe (laughs) something you collect or something that you watch or a hobby that you participate in that you're you're almost a little embarrassed of do do you have anything that's kind of like your secret collection or anything (laughs) i did just sign up for a class on learning how to pickle things <laughs> That's amazing. I'm very excited about it. That is amazing. That is amazing. Can we perhaps purchase some of your pickles? <laughs> maybe I should maybe I should take the class <laughs> after December first. That is amazing. So you're gonna learn to be a pickler. Is that what they're called? Picklers? I think they should be if they're not. I think that's the right name. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> So um, what stuff of yours coming up can we look forward to? Or do you have anything to plug or anything we can kind of keep our eyes out for? 
know, I'm going back in the second half of the season. I'll be on Person of Interest again. Oh, awesome. And much to do coming out in the spring. And so that's kind of it right now. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, they're both very different being very evil and Person of Interest. And I just <laughs> hope everyone loves Much Ado. I think you guys will like it. Yeah, we'll totally love it. You don't have to worry about us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in. So what's your favorite, just as we're closing things off a bit, but um, what's your favorite project that you've worked on? Or, do, or if you don't want to name a specific project, like do you enjoy playing a, a villain over, you know, uh, an ingenue or, or whatever? I mean, I think that the it's hard not to choose Angel because I got to do everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I started out crazy, like you said, riding on walls in an alternate dimension and then <laughs> up <laughs> like a blue demon goddess of another alternate dimension. <laughs> Amazing. It's, um, it was such... And and I also like that, that show one week it would be like that episode, I think it was called Billy, where it was like a horror thing and they were chasing people around the hotel and trying to kill people and then the next week we're like have muppets or smoking pot (laughs) you know it's like it was funny scary everything it was was great fun very cool well thank you so much for hanging out with us we won't we won't keep you for too much longer and you know we appreciate it more than you know and I'm sure our listeners are going to freak out because, you know, yeah, they definitely. Will. I don't think they. I don't think they believed us. <laughs> so we're we're excited to share this with them. So, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to our chat with uh, Amy Acker. Uh, make sure that you keep your eye out for Much Ado About Nothing. And that should be coming to theaters, I believe she said, in uh, spring, summer of next year. So keep your eyes out for that. And of course, um, hopefully she uh, joins the cast of S.H.I.E.L.D. in some capacity because that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I couldn't help but beg her during the interview. That was like my, my lowest yeah. moment. I was like, will you be in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Please? <laughs> I don't even know if that was a question. I think it was more like a plea. It was like a demand. Yeah. Well, actually, I did delete one of the questions um, that we had originally written. That was, will you be my friend? Question <laughs> yeah, I, I think I struck that one. <laughs> yeah, Hillary, Hillary would say that. It was a little bit too, a little Good bit too much. Good call. Yes. Um, so what have you guys been doing? I, I actually saw Matt and Scott in the same place at the same time. For yeah. those of you who are just tuning in, we podcast from all over the place. Scott and I are in Orlando. Matt's in Brooklyn and Hillary is in L.A. Um, you know, doing horrible things in L.A. What? Whoa. <laughs> Way to reignite yeah. that East Coast, West that. Coast, dude. <laughs> but yes, anyways, the save ash from this downfall. Uh, I came to Florida for the weekend for a wedding. I had a family member get married and we went to Orlando because it was Scott's wife's birthday, and uh, we all hung out and went to Disney. It was fun. We went to Epcot, actually, and I rode uh, Spaceship Earth for the first time ever in my life. For the first time. Did you amazing. go to Harry Potter Land after? No, that's no, not there. No, that's, that's not there. That's somewhere else. I know it's free... not at Disney. You know what else I learned, and I probably shouldn't out this, and the... well, nobody listens, so it doesn't really matter. My silver pass from Marvel still works. Uh-oh. <laughs> so nice. I... We got info free into Disney. Who what? cares? Yeah. I mean, they're free for like two. they know. Those are actually passes from my friend Lori at Marvel, so you can say thank you to Lori, who also doesn't listen to this most likely. But <laughs> wow. uh, the Marvel kids never really, you know, they're they're a weird crew. Uh, but yeah, wow. so we were there hanging out, and then um, uh, and then I flew home. Are we getting into the what we're doing? Yeah, let's yeah, just do it. Sure. Why not? Let's do uh, it. So the quick, I'll keep this remotely brief. Compared to my usual stories, uh, we've, we're getting on the plane to fly home. We find out the flight's delayed till eight ten. They go, oh, well, the problem isn't that the airplane's not here. Like, the airplane's here, but LaGuardia's having issues. So we're just waiting for them to give us the okay, and then we're all going to get on the plane. We're like, all right, it's fine. And then at, like, 7.40, they're like, oh, we're going to board early because we think they're going to give us the okay, and we just want to be ready to go right when they give us the okay so we can, you know, get there earlier. Uh-huh. 
so we get us on the plane and like we're sitting on the plane and they start drive taxiing around the you know pilot gets on he's like all right well we're fifth in line still waiting for the okay from LaGuardia. hopefully everything will work out and then he comes on he's like all right we're next in line LaGuardia gave us the okay we're about to take off and it was like eight and then all of a sudden the call signal for the attendance just starts going crazy it's like ding 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 like it was going off like insanely a lot uh-oh. And the attendants come like flying back. There was like three rows behind me, and some dude had just passed the hell out Uh-oh. the chair. Oh no! Oh great! And like couldn't remember his name, and they were like, "Are you flying with anybody?" And he couldn't really talk, so they were like trying to keep him conscious, essentially. Oh, and uh, so then they tell the pilot, and the pilot's like, "Well, folks, we got to go back to the gate." And we're like, "Oh my god!" So we go back to the gate. We have to wait. The paramedics come on. Like, police is on the plane. They're all trying to get the guy off. They're finding out if he's got any bags on the plane, if there's anything underneath. And they, he says, yeah. They have to, like, get the bag out from underneath. Whoa. And all the other stuff. And, and so they finally get him off. We get back in line. And they're like, luckily, we're not you know too far out of line. We're, we should be the next one taken off. So we end up not taking off until 9 o'clock or a little bit after. We fly. We get to New York. And it's, like, 11... 10 11 15 now i left eight hours <laughs> previous to this for my two-hour flight to new york Ugh. and uh we get to LaGuardia, we land and <laughs> the pilot comes on who i'm sure at this point was just like what the hell else can go wrong he comes on and he's like well folks <laughs> in the list of what's happened today uh we don't have a gate ready for us at LaGuardia, so we're just gonna have to drive around for a few minutes and we just drove around LaGuardia for an hour before they opened a gate up for us finally to, to like pull the plane into. Like the plane, plane just taxied into. around? We just taxied around until they had a uh, gate. Wow. There's no gates for us. But otherwise, it was a really nice vacation and we loved seeing everybody. <laughs> so it just was Aww. like a, it was a brutal end to, to leaving Florida. But yeah, uh, for sure. Hang out for a little bit at, at Epcot and drink and eat around the world, which is always good. Always good. Anything else going on? It was on? fun. It was good seeing everyone. Uh, we played a game, and this is going to be really brief. We played a tabletop game called Flux. Scott, I don't know if you've ever played this. It's a card game. I've heard of it. It is fucking awesome. It is so good. I think even Ash would like this game. It's really honest. <laughs> <laughs> even Ash? <laughs> uh, it's like a- I don't like anything. You don't really. <sighs> we wield that a lot, don't we? We wield that stick a lot. You know, I- even Ash would like this. <laughs> like card games and board games come on ash are you gonna tell me you don't hate those games <laughs> i i don't i just hate playing with you guys because <laughs> <laughs> you beat me all the time i just get tired of losing well this game yeah, you guys are too competitive like games about hugging <laughs> it was about hugging no <laughs> uh, we would win those too it's a, th- <laughs> it's a themed game like munchkin so you can get like you know, uh, there's one called Star Flux, and it's it's all like all space sci-fi themed with all, you know, like nothing that breaks copyright, but you know, is really close to breaking copyright or whatever. And the one I got was called Oz Flux because my wife loves Wizard of Oz, and uh, I thought that was the only way I'd get anyone to play it in this house. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we ended up playing with her and her sister, and and loved it. This concept is that there are no rules, so. You start out with like a basic, it's just draw one, play one card kind of thing. And then the cards that you get in your hand create rules and create goals. So like you'll play a goal, it'll be like you need to have these two characters on the board. And then the goal is to try to get those two characters. But if somebody else plays a goal, the goal will go away and a new one will come out. And then there's rule cards where it'll be like instead of draw one, play one, it would be draw one, play four. Or like play everything in your hand. Or you can only have two cards at a time. Things like that. Like the rules are just constantly shifting and overriding each other and the goals are constantly changing. And uh, it just makes for a really, really fun game. And like you, you start to build like a master plan and then somebody else just ices it by like, you know, shifting all the keepers around that you have in front of Sounds you. Sounds awesome. It's really, really cool. fun. It's really easy to pick up. Like we picked it up and we're playing it within 15 minutes. And the games take maybe 30 minutes unless something goes horribly awry. And then, nice. Highly recommend. Nice. It's just called Flux F L U X X. And cool. uh, I got it on Amazon for like 11 bucks. Score. Sweet. Very nice. Yeah. You know, what I just ordered from Amazon. What's what? that? I ordered a, a case of uh, sriracha peas. Oh, because you got those at Epcot. Yeah, <laughs> now you're hooked. I, I got them at Epcot, and my wife tried one, and she's like, oh, my God, these are the best things ever. She literally got on Amazon and ordered a case of them for, like, $13. Oh, my and God. And so now <laughs> we have a giant case of Sriracha. Come over to your house. <laughs> They're so good. 
So what else have we? What have you guys been doing? What have you been playing and watching? And well, I started uh, my second playthrough of Borderlands Two, and it's awesome. I kind of wish it was my first playthrough of Borderlands Two because I already have all the right? abilities and all the guns, and now it's just kind of like it's a big CF trying to get through the game because I'm dying all the time, but I'm still having fun. You know what I'm saying? I know Ash, yeah. you went through the second playthrough, right? Yeah, the the true Vault Hunter is actually. I, I prefer it because, you know, you do have your, your skill trees pretty much unlocked and um, your weapons are better. And it's just it's it's a much more intense experience because they yeah. throw new enemies at you, you know, yeah. um, and it, it is a lot more fun. So, you know, by then you, you've become pretty good at the game. So now it's like, oh, OK, I can use all all the, the skills that I've learned and all the skills I've unlocked to actually, you know have a good time so, yeah, so that, it is a lot of fun it's, it's super exciting and then i think gearbox just announced that on tuesday the second dlc add-on is coming out am i correct about that you are so it'll be the day that this comes out probably and that's uh mr torque's um torg torg i think that's it anyways it's gonna be awesome yeah, so they posted it, a couple it comes screenshots out on tuesday and it's gonna be great yeah it's gonna yeah. be cool and uh i guess the only other thing i did of consequence was um i got Angry Birds Star Wars from my Microsoft Surface tablet. So good. So good. I've been playing the poop out of that thing, man. It is I awesome. I picked don't it up understand from that yesterday. Crossover. I don't, it, I don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, I thought I was done with Angry Birds, but I guess I'm just a sucker for anything Star Wars. But I, I mean, thought the art is awesome, though. I thought it was really good how they did it. No, the art is good, and I think they implemented the new abilities like really well. In the, yeah. in the spirit of Angry Birds and Star Wars, it was kind of a good melding of the two. And it's quite challenging, too. So It is. Yep. Having fun with that. Mm. So I guess that's that's sad. That's all I've been up to. But <laughs> Aww. Sad. Well, you know, work has it's been okay. busy, you guys. So yeah. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah. Hillary, what have you been doing? So I passed um, Assassin's Creed 3, which was amazing. I mean, it? Do people still use that Are you that sure word? you're not Canadian? Yeah. Because only a Canadian would say that they passed a game. Yeah, Fine, is... I beat the game. There is that go. better? <laughs> yes. Fine, I'll be I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> you beat into I, submission. I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I beat Assassin's Creed 3. And um, it was amazing. I have to say, a, a lot of the criticism that I had in the last episode, I totally take back. There was awesome music. Um, I got to experience the epic battle um, with, you know, the, oh, it was just amazing. And uh, the storyline no was, was, I know, the storyline was fantastic. I mean, I was literally, I, I don't know, I was sobbing at the end of it. So it was, Man. it was really, really good. It was very emotionally engaging. Um, Would I sob though? Would I sob? If you, if you get really attached to certain characters, yeah. I think, I don't know if you'd sob. You might, you might get a little tear. But um, yeah, it was, it was just one of the most amazing games ever. I, wow. I'm, I'm, I I'm totally into the, I'm, I'm more bought into the franchise than I ever have been, which is, which is huge because I'm probably one of the biggest Assassin's Creed fans out there. Can so. I ask if uh, it's going to satisfy Scott's need of the present? day story timeline stuff uh you get to play desmond a lot more and in, in, in a really cool way yeah you actually get to, he's actually quite badass so i think okay. i think scott you'll like that i'm not sure you're gonna i'm not even gonna say it no i i'm gonna give away way too many spoilers yeah if I, say I, I didn't know if say. i like i didn't know if that question was way too spoilery i just wanted yeah. to know if seriously anyway. guys i just want k-bell back can i just get her back is that that see that's scott's whole hang-up no Kristen Bell. Yeah. The thing is, they actually go into why Desmond um, stabbed her. So, yeah. just Wait, Desmond stabbed her? <laughs> what? What? Oh, that my. happened a long time ago, like dude. like two and a half games ago. Oh, I miss her so much. Cool. Uh, Sounds good. Cool. Awesome. And then also, awesome. uh, I got pretty excited this week when Bethesda announced Dragonborn, a new DLC for Skyrim. Yeah. Oh so that's going to be out on the fourth. I'm so excited. Um, so, the new trailer just dropped, and it's about somebody says you didn't think you were the only one. So basically, there's another Dragonborn, and uh, you get to you ride dragons. You get to go to new places. I guess uh, an island that was in Morrowind. I'm so excited about it. The just everything that I've seen looks so cool. Ride roller Count coasters, me. sing songs. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, riding a dragon. Come on. Yeah. Is it, a, is it a man-faced luck dragon, by chance, named Falcor? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't think yeah, we're going to make it, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down. That was a good, was a good Falcor a good impression. Falcor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you should probably just do this podcast as Falcor from now on. <laughs> I hope you guys have- rated NA starring Falcor. What happened to Kristen Bell, you guys? <laughs> 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 so Ash, what have you been doing? Uh yeah, work was the the worst ever this week, so we're not going to talk about that. But um, <laughs> moving on from there, it was it was good to see you guys last week. That was awesome. I Absolutely. also was at a wedding last weekend. I went and um, saw my cousin get married, which was was great. And there were a couple cousins there that I hadn't seen in like over ten years. So that it's was kind of know surreal. that you guys weren't already related. You know, wouldn't that have been awkward if it was the same wedding? Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> oh shit, Matt's already my brother. I didn't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> how did we have, uh, we have the same mom what the fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of gaming and stuff um, I didn't really have a chance to do too much this week I did complete the uh, Mass Effect M- ME3MP challenge this week the engineering challenge and that was fun I still need that. yeah it was a lot of fun and last night um, went and saw Skyfall with my wife how good and, uh, it was good who who saw it? Anyone see it yet? No, not no. yet. Scott, how the fuck have you not seen Skyfall? Oh, m- well, my wife's birthday was this past week, so I was keeping doing her some, happy. Doing some Do, hold on, I'm doing, a little, I'm doing a scale thing with my hands now, and one, and one is wife's birthday, and one is Skyfall for you. Yeah. I mean, and, I think we share that same opinion. Like not going to be playing for a while. <laughs> I don't know if I can convince her of my same opinion that you have, but oh, yeah, okay, well, it's okay. Um, so I saw it. I'm obviously not going to say any spoilers, but it was definitely my favorite Daniel Craig Bond film. Oh, that's cool. a that's a pretty hefty statement. Yeah. No, it was, it was a lot of fun, and um, there's a lot of new cast members this time that I think um, will be coming back. Cool. And, uh, so they they were all um, excellent. The action scenes were excellent. A lot of the shaky cam stuff I think is gone, um, especially from the second film. So. Um, it was good, you know. There's been a lot of complaints about the plot and things like that, but it's a it's a Bond movie, you know. It's kind yeah. of meant to be, come on, yeah, uh, silly. And um, Javier Bardem is the. I've the heard main. he's awesome as a villain. He is absolutely incredible. Probably one of my favorite Bond villains. How many definitely. how many awesome villains is that dude going to be in his lifetime? Because he's a No Country for Old Men, one of the, yeah. one of the most amazing villains from any movie I think ever. In, in absolutely no Country for Old Men. Yeah, and I would say you know this this new villain. Um, He's out of his mind, crazy, wow. and, but almost in a in a comedic way. Huh. So it kind of harkens back to the old Bond film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor No. So they're so villainous that you're just like, right, is this guy for real? You know? Yeah. Like Christopher um, Walken. Yes. Christopher yeah. <laughs> Walken. So you know he's a lot like that, but um, you know I really there's not a lot of gadgets in this one, but the ones they do use are great. You get to see the 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 Austin Martin comes back. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun kind of throwbacks to the old Bond series. And you get to learn a little bit about Bond's past that I don't think has ever been revealed nice. before. So, awesome. so super stoked. Get to hey. maybe see where he grew up. Hey, uh, Hillary. Yeah. Did you say offline that you played Halo 4? I did. I actually, I started it. it there's a, there's kind of an internal battle at my house where we have two Xboxes. <laughs> and and for some reason, yeah. And for some reason, um, Dave, my husband, he's really not interested in me taking discs from his to my xbox <laughs> because probably because he doesn't get the mac so i have to play it on his xbox which bothers me because i'm trying to you know get my achievements up there because i'm oh, so Jesus. far behind the rest Uh-oh. of the population yeah so yeah um so yeah I, it was it was pretty cool i mean i really like you know cortana yeah um you know it, it's it's the same it's the same game i mean i'm not gonna it was a great it's it's fun but there really isn't anything that distinguishes it from Halo others. <laughs> Halo what? one, two, three, well, that's four. A, that's a long time Halo fan. What do you what do you think, Matt? Did you boot it up and go, Oh I did, yeah, I actually did. That was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I used to play Halo two like like and Halo one, but I played Halo two to a vomitous degree. Yeah, um, yeah you did. back when I lived with Scott and another friend Adam and I used to Adam and I would sit in the living room and sing that Halo <laughs> song every time we turned it on, we'd be like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they had wind machines and yeah, like, was, long yeah. hair, like hair down to their butts and wind machines. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. So that. Wow. Uh, I think <laughs> the game is absolutely gorgeous. I think it's easily it's the best. Looking, I think it's Uh-oh. the best. Looking <laughs> game.
Well, that happened. <laughs> I like it. So, sometimes we disagree on things. Look. And normally I just I just cry, but that that had to be cut for the sake so, of people's sake. So let me just say, no. it's almost Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh-uh. It's almost yes. Thanksgiving, and I'm very thankful that I'm on this podcast with oh, Matt so. and oh. Ash and Scott. I would just like to say that I am also <laughs> thankful for this podcast and that we've made it as long as we did, and I think that's really cool. And we get to talk to a bunch of cool people and play a bunch of fun games and go on good trips. So, I would just like to say... yes. That even when we fight, I still find it hilarious. And I'm thankful for having all of you guys as well. <laughs> Excellent. This is the best part of my Saturday morning every day. Me too. So I like it. I, I get to drink coffee and make stupid jokes that I find hilarious. <laughs> like that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, great. Well, well, folks, you can find us on Twitter at NerdAppropriate, on Facebook slash NerdAppropriate. You can email all of us, Matt, Scott, Ash or Hillary with one L at nerdappropriate.com. Maybe, maybe if you email us, we'll tell you what the fight was all about. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, join in on the site. We just had a, we had a guest review of a comic book just go up recently and, and there's going to be plenty more content coming this next week. Um, with all the stuff that we talked about today and, and probably some stuff that we haven't yet. So, so keep an eye out for all of that. And last but not least, um, shout out as always to, um, big giant circles, AKA Jimmy Henson, who, uh, wrote this awesome theme song that we have for our podcast. Well, let's play it for him, Scott. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next week. 